0: What's going on, guys? This is uh, Mike from Filcraft Survival. We're at the Overland Expo 2019, and I'm taking every opportunity I can to uh, visit with business to business. We're actually in the round circle of where Fieldcraft Mobility is actually housed and stationed, and we're visiting some neighbors. And um, what appealed to me about uh, this business, this particular business, is it's different than everything else. Uh, clothing, the tactical space, every single thing, that blends together as a lifestyle fits in this genre which is the overland genre and i was interested in this it's a outdoor apparel company called a technical clothing uh, apparel company and they're actually based out of pagosa springs which is right next door to a horse ranch that i used to own in uh, bayfield colorado uh you guys know we're in prescott now obviously but uh pagosa springs is an amazing place but i wanted to catch up with the owner ish uh owner ish um uh here at the uh, overland expo and say uh introduce you to the guys to the company uh to what they're doing and what they have going on so if you want to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about what you do for vormi which is uh it's it's cute because it rhymes with for me, for me for me for me and it's spelled v-o-o um R-M-I, right okay so what's your name
1: my name is sammy Um, I am one of the lead sales crew of Vormi. Uh, We're still a small clothing company, so we have all hands on deck. So I am sales, I run QC, I run customer service, you know, we're just kind of trying to make an awesome thing happen for people who want a really quality product.
0: And you guys are, are this, this technical uh, application of introducing natural and synthetic fibers, which you, you explained to me was a proprietary process. Can you talk about some of the things that you guys uh, stand uh, b- behind as values in the clothing industry? Because obviously it's a big, huge company and for small businesses to stand out, you got to be different. But I already know off the, off the bat, just by looking at your clothing and filling the clothing, it's, it's a lot different. What makes it different?
1: Yeah, so for us, our, our motto is to get out of the sea of sameness. So right now, all of your textile textiles that you're getting are something that's been around for probably a long time, the same construction of the fabric. And what we're doing is we're wanting to boost that natural fiber. So we're using wool in a lot of our fabrics. We do a synthetic touching the skin. So splitting those fibers up the polyester closest to the skin helps with the wicking capabilities adds a lot of softness Um, we've got nylon weaves on top of our mid layers to surface harden it we do water resistancy treatments. so all of this textile technical stuff is kind of blended together in a unique way for us so that everything will perform at a higher rate for you
0: i like that and if you're if you're familiar with southern colorado Uh, clothing matters in Southern Colorado you have to wear the appropriate clothing and I I, I get a sense that a lot of the clothing that you have is based in utility based in the function but it it also looks great what are some uh, inspirations for you guys as a clothing company in kind of identifying your demographic or, or the end user
1: Yeah. um, We started as like a professional brand. Um, We wanted people who are really in those uncomfortable situations to be more comfortable. So if you're a ski patroller, you know, you're out there in it all of the time. So we want to give you something that's going to be, make you forget about your clothes, forget about what you're wearing instead of having to continually think about what you're wearing. Should I buy a new one? Should I do this? Instead, you're just like, okay, let's go play. Let's go work. Let's get at it. Um, And We want to spread that to more professional people and then more people who are just like, hey, I wanna go running, I wanna go hiking, I wanna go biking. And you can wear the same product in all of those different aspects too.
0: I love that. And what what is you guys' staple product? Uh, You guys, it's cold right here. Last year at Overland Expo, it wasn't really cold. This year, it's super cold. And I just look at the wool clothing accessories you have and I'm like, ooh, that looks cozy because I wanna be in it. Is there something that you guys have in your line that's kind of like the stand apart that is your primary?
1: I wanna say our original piece, the high E. Um, it's got a high balaclava style hood, so it covers you in all aspects, a long waist, hidden thumb holes. Um, it's our surface hardened mid layer, surface hardened with nylon, water resistant, so it can take in, in many different aspects. But that one's probably our like go-to piece other than our river run, which is our ultra lightweight fabric.
0: Oh, I like that. The, the uh, Talk to me about the river run. What's the uh, kind of technical aspects of that? Because you, you guys uh, sound like very schooled, obviously, in your industry and space. And you have to be, uh, you know, if you don't understand the technical aspects of clothing and how it fits in outdoor environments, you're just a t-shirt company. But you guys are different. How does that uh, river run stand apart in the uh, line?
1: So the River Run is actually the lightest weight merino on the market right now. Um, It's a dual surface is what we call it. The wool is at 100% on the outside, giving it a better function. When you keep that wool at 100%, it's able to work better for you. And then we come back through and weave that synthetic closest to the skin to add softness and wicking again. Um, A 30 UPF, so the sun protection is really high on it. And it can take a really wide temperature range from like you're doing your backcountry skiing to you're doing your mountaineering in high uh, desert. Um, 110 to 60 degrees on its own, and you're going to be comfortable in it. Um, and it's machine washable, which is pretty nice, too.
0: I love that. You know, we do a lot of consulting. We've worked with Cool as a partner. They've been sponsors on the podcast, and I'm a big fan of Cool. But I, I always like uh, hearing stories about, uh, you know, different diversification and coming up with new solutions and being innovative in fields that are already existing, Um, how do people get a hold of you? How do they find out what you guys are up to? How do they get the clothing that you just mentioned? Is there uh, outlets for you guys?
1: Yeah, we are based in Pagosa Springs, so we have our main shop there. On our website, we have a couple of different retailers that carry our product throughout the Rocky Mountains. Um, We're on Instagram, Facebook, You know, like our pictures, comment on them. We've got some really good social media going, but vormi.com is the best way to get us. Uh, V-O-O-R-M-I.com.
0: Awesome. That's amazing, Sammy. Thank you so much for uh, hosting us and talking to us about you guys' business, and I appreciate it. Thank you. Hey, what's up, guys? Back at it again here at the uh, Philcraft Mobility booth at Overland Expo 2019. I am with Chris right now. Chris is the owner of HPC, High Power Cycles, in Los Angeles. If you guys have been tracking what we've been doing, uh, Recoil TV, we just did a recent episode on one of their bikes Uh, also did the Discovery Channel pilot with one of their bikes. We actually pushed it out of an aircraft, which is an amazing experience. But um, nothing but good things to say about HPC and the future of electric bikes. Uh, They're they're doing a lot of pioneering in the space and wanted to catch up with Chris and talk about their new Revolution AT and also what they got going on. So uh, thanks, Chris, for uh, coming on the podcast.
2: Hey, thanks for having me. So here we have the Revolution AT. So we are one of the few manufacturers in the United States that design and manufacture us-made electric bikes and so this is our halo product this is a 3000 watt off-road exploration machine and uh, this has a 14-speed internally geared hub in the back called a roll-off which is incredible it's made in germany you can actually shift on the fly from a dead stop you don't even have to be moving to shift so you can shift from low gear to high gear just by moving your hands and twisting the gear Uh, shift lever. So it's really uh, incredible to be able to do that. The motor itself is a mid-drive and it runs through the roll-off in the back. It's a 14-speed, 526% gear ratio, uh, top speed of 45 miles per hour and then in low gear it's probably closer to 9 miles an hour or so, but with extreme torque so you can climb pretty much any hill you encounter. Uh, We developed the AT it's really the only one in the world still still to date that has 8 inches or more of travel on the front and rear. Um, we had to custom engineer a lot of things uh, to make it happen and work with uh, some of the lead engineers uh, at DVO um, and brought this to life. We had to manufacture a lot of parts to make it work. Um, but it's here. We're really proud of it. Uh, it's made in limited quantities. And uh, it's our Halo product, so we're really proud of it.
0: Yeah, that's awesome, man. You guys got a a good product here, and I've tested it uh, on Recoil TV. It was an amazing experience. It's got a range up to 100 miles, and obviously for the applications as applied to uh, Fieldcraft Survival, we talk about bug out, we talk about displacing from an urban environment uh, into a rural environment, uh, but also the overland recreational experience is phenomenal. Uh, This is built like a bike, but it's not really a bike. It's got some proprietary things that you guys have built into it. What makes it different uh, than, than uh, a standard bike?
2: So everything's a lot more robust. Uh, it's engineered from the get-go. This frame, this platform in general, uh, was engineered to be able to take up to 60-mile-per-hour speeds off-road and heavy-duty terrain. Uh, so it's a lot more robust and well over-engineered um, compared to a normal electric bike or bicycle. Um, the frame itself, we kept the weight down pretty well. We, we took uh, about a pound off the last year's Revolution. So we're in at only right over 12 pounds total for the frame itself, for the swing arm and the main body. Uh, so it's relatively light. It's not a huge penalty over a normal downhill bike. It might be adding four, or maybe five pounds or so.
0: I, no- I noticed that you guys went with the wider tire on this particular bike. And uh, it's it's poplar with uh, loose gravel, sand, even and even in the snow. Um, just more traction points and what I notice about this bike on you don't really notice when you're pedaling a standard bike you notice a five inch wide tire it's just it bogs down and it's real hard to do but on this it seems like a, a an asset that enables your ability to go overland why why the choice with the wider tire
2: uh, wider tire better flotation so you can go into snow mud a wet environments, uh, and it just has a lot more traction, and you can climb hills, you can get over the bars, if, even if you didn't pedal and just get throttle only, and you have a lot more rear traction, um, a lot more surface area. Um, but the 4.8-inch uh, Maxxis Minions are pretty incredible tires. We, we were kind of shocked the first time that we drove them compared to normal uh, tires that we were used to, uh, just because the wear is a lot better. So it wears more like a motorcycle tire, not quite as good, but we were really surprised how many miles we can get on these tires. They last a really long time.
0: And I know you, you guys have an advertised uh, range of up to 100 miles. And th- there's a whole bunch of variables that that I didn't realize until I started to get uh, educated on you guys' bike and the electric bike scene. Uh, there's powers that include um, you know incline, decline, weight of the passenger, um, throttle on and off, and a whole bunch of different variables. Um, when it comes to how long this thing will last, you you. You base that off of the distance or the range not necessarily
2: time right yeah. yeah yeah so the only way to remove those variables really is to get on flat ground uh, no pedaling so because you could obviously input your your very how hard you pedal so a lot of the electric bikes that claim 150 mile range with pedal assist it's like okay how hard are you pedaling I could I could say it goes uh, in infinite miles you know if you just pedal and you don't use electricity so we try to remove all those variables go on flat ground 20-mile-an-hour constant speed, 170-pound rider, no wind, complete flat asphalt. And how far can you go if you baby it and just hit that 20 miles an hour and sustain it? This can go a little over 100 miles on the largest battery. Standard battery closer to 50 and upgraded battery around 75. What's
0: the, uh, uh, there's power consumption, obviously, and then when you go to recharge it, how long does it take to recharge before you're back at it again?
2: Uh, there's different charge levels. The fastest charger currently for this is roughly four hours. Uh, for the big, big battery, um, we can custom make a charger that's faster, but most people are fine with around four hours from dead, because most people don't kill that huge battery, so they start maybe half or something, so it's half the time. But we also have 300-watt solar chargers that can charge the entire pack in, you know, a day's worth of sunlight, so they're pretty cool. There's some power based uh, cells, which are U.S. manufactured and they charge really fast. Yeah, it's
0: like, uh, completely in our wheelhouse. It's just a viable solution for bugging out, but also for overland travel. When you look at the capabilities of tying in solar, um, it's just a game changer, man. And, and I, I know for a fact that you guys are pioneering a space that is the future and will be our present at some point. Uh, everything's going to be electric. We just can't sustain ourselves off of uh, gasoline and uh, diesel uh, for an extended period of time. So you guys are ahead of it. Uh, I appreciate you coming out. You guys have a great product. How can people get a hold of you and see what you guys got going on? Uh,
2: The new website is hpcbikes.com and we have a bunch of pages with all our bikes. Uh, We start from, all of our bikes are US-made, which is really rare in the industry, so I would say price point started around four grand for a quality US-made bike, and then move all the way up to 13 plus thousand for the Revolution AT.
0: Awesome, thanks Chris. Hey, I'm out here with uh, Mike Pfeiffer from Last Line of Defense, and uh, he just woke up, which is cool, but we got his rig inside of our booth at Overland Expo, if you haven't seen his rig on Instagram, it's probably a lie because it's trending right now. That's what Mike would say. It's trending. <laughs> Good morning, Mike. How
3: are you? Morning. Good. How you doing?
0: I'm doing well. I'm going to try this approach, which is the first time I do it. It feels weird, but I'm holding the system in my hand, but I'm going back and forth. This isn't our podcast, by the way. This is just shooting the shit. Um, so you've done a few new things to it. Since, I've, since we've done a walk around, you did one of my rig, and then we talked about uh, your rig. What have you added to it?
3: Dude, I don't know. I, I changed out the front and rear bumper, added a wrap, obviously. I think I was only on 33s at that time. I'm on 35s now. Kind of a lot, yeah. A few new lights, little little bells and whistles.
0: Well, you got this multicam wrap, and it stands apart. It's actually really clean. Like I've seen some crappy wraps, but this is actually real multicam wrap.
3: Yeah, this is a genuine official multicam 3M wrap from ImageCraft. So so the official one they sent out, uh, got it wrapped by Front Range Auto in Denver. And they just, I mean, they took the thing apart, every panel off, took the bed of the truck off to just get all the seams. So they did a super good job. Yeah, it looks really, really happy with how it turned out.
0: Yeah, I like this, man. It looks super dope. And uh, did you add these taillights to the, the I mean, these headlights smoked out, or was this on here last time?
3: I'm not sure honestly Uh, they might be new yeah I got the blacked out front and rear lights now so just kind of that was before I had the wrap I just had blacked out everything on it and then when I added the wrap now it looks very dark and mean kind of yeah.
0: How was uh, your experience here so far I know we just this is day one Uh, we're just kicking it off in the morning but you guys have been
3: camping off the campsite off the expo
0: Uh, what do you think so far?
3: It's cool, man. Uh, it's, uh, it's nice to have a lot of like-minded people in one place, kind of like SHOT Show, you know, everywhere you go, you're going to be talking to guys that are pro Second Amendment and into guns. Out here, same kind of deal. Everyone's into the outdoors and most of them are gearheads and gear junkies. So a lot of people asking questions about this and that. But it's nice to come out here. It's actually my first time I've been able to make it out here. So I've already talked to a bunch of companies that I know and have kind of worked with and then guys I recognize from Instagram or whatever. So kind of Kind of always a reunion of sorts at these kind of things for me. If uh,
0: people are trying to get a hold of you or or check out your handles, what are your
3: handles? Uh, yeah, so on Instagram, it's just at last line of defense. That's just all one word, last line of defense. And then YouTube, you could just, I mean, if honestly, if you just Google last line of defense, it's pretty much me for the first page of results. So, uh, And then my website is LLOD.us.
0: Awesome, man. Thanks thanks uh, for tuning in, Mike, for, for a couple of minutes. But uh, if you guys are interested, we're going to be doing a podcast. I'll drop this today during the expo. Um, we'll have like a podcast full of interviews, so this is the first one, more than likely. Uh, you guys can check out Mike, but uh, we're going to do a, a podcast tomorrow night um, and catch up on the kind of we were just talking shooting the shit talking about hey we should be talking about the apocalypse if shit hits the fan like the worst case scenario and ways to prepare so super stoked for that but uh yeah big shout out to falcon tires um we rolling falcon deep in this uh booth with three different rigs um i'm a fan of their wild peak tires the mt the ats the at3 or atws uh solid tires so big shout out thanks falcon all right guys later Hey, we're back again at Overland Expo 2019. I'm in the booth, the Overland Journal booth with Scott Brady, one of the co-founders of Overland Journal and Expedition Portal. Um, really the pioneering uh, apparatus for everything Overland. It's it's where I went to start getting educated on uh, overlanding after the military. Um, it's also where I started learning about different ways and means of travel and overlanding through their... Great magazine, uh, Overland Journal. So I'm here with Scott. I just want to—we're going to talk to Scott a little bit and, and find out what they have going on this year, as opposed to last year. We didn't get a chance to interview him, but uh, I just want to catch up with you and uh, see what you guys got going on this year.
4: Great to see you, Mike. You know, and it's nice that it's so close to home. It's like a, it's like an hour and a half drive. Hour and a half drive, and we're here, right? Yeah. Uh, no, it's good, man. I just got back from Mexico, crossed the Altar Desert, uh, which was really fun. It's amazing to think that places like that are so close to where we live and so few people take advantage of it, right?
0: How far was that drive from, uh, from Prescott?
4: You know, it's like five hours you're in the dunes, man. Five hours and you're in the largest dune system in all of North America. So that's something for us to talk
0: about. Yeah, I want I to I, I do some more trips, and we talking about the Guatemala trip, which is something that we're interested in doing. Um, what, what do you guys got going on for Overland Journal, with Overland uh, Journal this year in the booth? Is there something that you guys are releasing, uh, anything that you guys are uh, kicking off this year?
4: You know, the the, mo- the most important thing that we focus on in the last couple years is really educating our reader, really focusing on those technical skill sets, the things that are really consistent with, with who we are as a brand, uh, which we're global travelers. Uh, there's a lot of important media outlets at this event, but what I think we focused on the most is actually doing it going around the world multiple times and focusing on the content that's related to that people who are actually traveling the world uh, by vehicle. So I think that's really our
0: focus right now. And you guys are I mean, when you do that, there's so many things that you uh, extract from that experience including like the educational, maybe the contingency based of things that went wrong and ways that you corrected it. And then you have a team of writers who are documenting this uh, for the magazine, correct?
4: Yeah, that's correct. And we've got a bunch of, of contributors, like for example, Dan Greck here, uh, who has a Jeep Wrangler. He just circumnavigated Africa for um, you know, almost almost a year. So this guy has done some really amazing travel and, and he's one of our important contributors. So we really focus on the idea of uh, what have we learned along the way to keep vehicles simple, to keep them effective and reliable, um, giving people the skill sets. I mean, I remember um, you know hearing this quote from the Maasai warriors that like we carry our experience on our back and the more experience and training we can get, like the things that you're doing with field craft, mobility is really important. So the more training that we can get, the more skills that we can gain as individuals the less stuff that we actually need to buy and I think that's an important thing for people to remember when they come to an event like this there's so many shiny objects that we want to spend our money on but really we should be spending our money on training in those experiences first and then you'll figure out what you actually need right yeah, I like that philosophy. It's just less is more less is in this inv- awesome. in this
0: environment. Uh, by the time people hear this, uh, it will probably be Saturday morning. What do you guys got planned for Saturday? You guys got any events or anything going on Saturday?
4: You know, nothing nothing for Saturday. Uh, tonight, we've got a nice live, some live music and some tin cup whiskey and stuff like that. But uh, not much for tomorrow. Um, we're going to be going around and, and spending time with our partners and getting out, gathering content that you'll see on Expedition Portal. Awesome. And then... Uh,
0: Talk to us about the subscription deals you got because I remember last year, um, before we became friends and I, and I got the hookup, um, I, I actually bought a year subscription here and uh, it was at a discount and that's a benefit of coming to this this booth. You could actually sign up for a subscription subscription read free magazine that you could take away with you. Uh, What's the deal going on right now?
4: Well, we've got, uh, if you get a one-year subscription, we're adding a couple issues on with that. Two-year subscriptions, we're including some additional swag on that, all the way up to three-year subscriptions where you're getting T-shirts and hats and all kinds of merchandise that uh, lets you enjoy what we do at Overland Journal. Yeah, I like that. I want to
0: sign up for that 3 year cuz I want that free t-shirt. I saw you guys the new t-shirts you're coming out with. They're so much cooler than ours. We got cross arrows and a flame and they got like these overland cool rigs on it. No,
4: you're- Your your shirts are great, man. I don't know what you're talking about. They're really good. They're
0: really good. Um, So subscribe today, and you save 25% off the new stand price. I'm super excited for you guys. Overland Journal is uh, my key resource for information and education in the the space, but also the shared experiences. And uh, I appreciate what you guys do. Oh, absolutely, Mike. Always great to see you you guys uh well, lastly uh what are you guys' outlets um that people can go if they never heard of you before where can they go to uh, find you
4: if you want to go on social media you can find us overland journal and expedition portal on instagram you can also find us on facebook as well probably most important thing to go see is expeditionportal.com where you're going to see a lot of up-to-date editorial from the event
0: awesome i appreciate it, scott thanks man
4: awesome thank you man